0: Welcome to the iLead podcast. My name is Albert Quinn, and on this show, we'll talk about the essential process of leadership development and its human impact on the engineering community. What's leadership, you may ask? At iLead, we believe that it's the skills and mindsets that foster self-awareness, self-efficacy, empathy, teamwork, and the ability to navigate organizations and systems in society that help engineers lead change to build a better world. When we think about both engineering and leadership, we sometimes consider only the external forces, like what technology is needed to solve this problem, or what can be done to influence these people. But a foundational component of both good engineering and good leadership is to know yourself and what values, energy, and biases you are bringing into whatever environment you're in. On this episode, Annie Simpson, Associate Director for Truce ILEAD, chats with Samina Hashmi, an engineer turned executive leadership coach and consultant in the areas of team development and culture transformation. Through her work as the founder of Drop Ocean Consulting and as an instructor for ILEED's introductory leadership course at the University of Toronto TEP 343 Engineering Leadership, Samina shares her perspectives and experiences on political and cultural considerations in engineering, what kinds of engineers the world needs and why it is so important for leaders to show up with intention and self-awareness. Let's have a listen.
1: So hi everyone and welcome to Samina Hashmi. Samina, I'm so happy to have you here today and we're just gonna dive right into this conversation, okay? What does it mean to you to be an engineer leader? How does that differ from being an engineer? And how did you come to understand this for yourself?
2: Okay, uh, lots of great questions in that one. yeah, this is good so engineer engineer engineering leader um, I don't see them as two very distinct pieces. I'd say to me, an engineering leader and an engineer there's there's more similarity than there are differences, and I guess you know one of the places that I've gotten to along my own journey of um, engineering leadership, understanding myself, how I want to show up, is that this concept that um, this desire to want to leave the world in a better place than how I found it, you mm. know, and I, and I think this sense of engineering really falls into that broader view so easily in many, many of the traditional ways that we understand engineering, right, like building and fixing and, mm-hmm. and innovating um, around us, and and maybe the more non traditional ways as well of of seeing uh, more inclusivity and seeing more more justice or more peace um, around us. And so I think this I, this broader intention of you know every every opportunity is an op- opportunity to make this world a better place mm-hmm. than how I found it or how I've seen it. Um, and that really that's really sort of maybe at the the core of how I see these kind of concepts. I don't know if that's a bit too broad. Let me know. I can oh, dig in and well, chip away. I want a bit to follow, I want to follow yeah. up because I've
1: I've known you for a length of time and I have yeah. known you to be a very um holistically minded engineer leader. And I wonder if you could share as an engineer by training. Yeah. How Mm -hmm. have you, how is this thread of making the world a better place? How has that sort of shown up in your journey? How have you pursued that? How do you, how have you gone about blending your engineering education with your um, further education? And, you know, how do you, how do you sort of make sense of how those things come together for yourself?
2: Yeah, great. Okay. So what's sort of coming to me of how I might want to sense into this question is a very quick close notes of my own journey, maybe, you know, when, that when I was in, um, you know, my undergrad engineering, undergrad, electrical engineering, you know, at that. And, and, and if, which was so many years ago, like almost 20 years ago, you know, uh, there was this real sense and what really brought me into it was a little bit naivety, you know, but there, it was this idea of um, wanting to sort of help make things physically better for those who are maybe more underprivileged or countries that are more uh, traditionally underdeveloped that oh the answer is probably really simple like if there's no access to water like all you need to do is build access to water if there's no access to um I don't know, rural and urban settings, and all you need to do is build proper road systems that are safe and accessible and so it was this really naive understanding of sort of the simplicity of of really trying to tackle what I saw as as pretty glaring adversities
0: mm-hmm. around
2: me, physical ones at, at that um, and so that started this this career really, and this um interest in in really helping um more developing countries. So that's where my interest in engineers that borders began um, and and really worked for many years with the organization. And don't get me wrong, the work was really beautiful and mm-hmm. rewarding. But then this also kind of started, you know, you started to ask questions about complexity. Well, it's not just as simple as that. Things are much more intertwined. And and my goodness, there's so much more around politics. And my goodness, there's so much more around, you know, the, the culture appropriation of things or appropriateness of things. And you start asking all these other, um, layered questions which are absolutely not black and white which was sort of how I started in this and then you start to live in this gray area like literally there is no black and white it felt like you know midway through my career I was like this is all really and then I sort of moved more into sort of more consulting roles and so on and I started to see that um We'd be working on these great projects with um, really noble outcomes, you know, whether it was a culture transformation or, um, uh, you know, something, uh, whatever it was, something really kind of powerful and helpful to society. And sometimes they go really wrong. Mm-hmm. And I started to sort of notice that, you know, when I was working with individuals and particularly senior leaders, based on where their capacities were in their leadership, their sense of self, their awareness, how aware they were of their own blind spots things would either go really well, or they'd be pretty toxic, or they could really go um, quite the opposite of what we were intending. We might have reached the same outcome, but the process to get there was really not good for anyone or healthy. And so it made me start to think, well, what's really at the heart of all of this? Um, And that's where it sort of brings me into my present, you know, way that I'm showing up in the world as as this executive coach or creating these environments for people to deeply understand themselves and, and touch into their higher self, um, as they're navigating the complexities of this world, you know, and that, and that's, what's really brought me here. That is this, it truly is the individual, um, that showing up with more alignment of knowing who they are and, and playing a part, you know, I really love playing that part where I'm on this journey with themselves. And frankly, I'm always on my own journey too. Like it's a, it's a very selfish parallel journey when you work in this field where you're constantly knowing more about yourself as well. And and asking yourself the tougher questions of how you want to show up. And so I don't know if I really, um, you know, answered that. But I think there's this, it, it, it almost started very external, black and white. And it's, mm. it's gone very internal, very gray, you know, area. And, and to me, that feels even more interconnected to the collective, which is this wow. sort of almost this um, polarity or irony of it all. Yes.
1: Okay, so wow, it's really just hearing about all those layers of the physical to the political to the cultural to the inner to the condition Mm. of the leader and how that impacts Mm. these complex systems and decisions and um, the personal alignment and the self development work and all the pieces that you touched on. So this leads into my next question, which which is sort of two questions. When you're teaching and working with students, what kind of engineers are you working to cultivate? Like what's kind of an intention that you have that's driving the teaching that you do?
2: Oh, it's so good. Um, there's probably two answers to this question. There's sort of my teaching hat and then there's my, uh, you know, um, I guess I'm separating them out. I'm talking out loud right now. It's my like, you know, living like human hat. Um, But I think there's sort of, ultimately, I think, ideally, I'd like to create a space where where the students are tapping into deeper parts of themselves, deeper parts, asking those bigger questions, who am I, what's my purpose, and how do I want to be and show up in the way that I lead Um, with the people around me, and most importantly, with myself, you know, and I think, I think um, in many ways, what I sort of hesitate to say is, oh, I want really globally minded and socially conscious, you know, self-aware students, because, you know, that might not be a choice of a particular student. And to me, so much of this work is about conscious, intentional choice. Mm-hmm. And, and if we can create, if I can create that space mm-hmm. for a student to really tap into some of those bigger questions, you know, what are my core values? okay, well, what in my life is aligning and what isn't? How can I better manage, you know, my energy? You know, the, these kinds of questions, they're gonna be so different from, you know, student, student A, student B, student C, right? Like it, it is, there's literally no one solution nice. to it. And yeah, I could have probably certain ideals that I see that are good for the world, you know, that we are more present, that we are more aware, that we are more intentional better better choices. At the end of the day, it's, it's that capacity to know that you made a choice because, and not just simply be, um, fallen into it. Right. And you're going through the motions.
1: Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so to connect that to, um, a a next layer to the same question, but it's kind of moving, Mm -hmm. moving the same trajectory of, You know, there's the individual and and you're talking about this conscious intentional awareness and choice making. And then I wonder how you see that connected to creating um, the kinds of engineers that the world needs and the sort of that the future needs. How do you see that? How do you see that self-development impacting, benefiting um, the world and creating the kinds of engineers that the world needs?
2: Yeah, great. Um, well, I think, I think we're living in a really, really exciting time right now. I, I think we're we're in the cusp, if not already has changed, you know, the world has changed as we know it, if we look at the pandemic and what's around us, it's no longer, um, it's no longer, um, you know, you can't, you can no longer get away with that industrial view of things, the mechanistic view of things, that there's no cause and effect to what you do. There is, it literally is a globally connected, interconnected society that we're in, whether it's, um, you know, and and technically it's a big deal. You know, we look at climate change, you know, that's maybe an easier one to see how interconnected it is. Um, And when you look at political unrest, that might be another way, right? Where, you know, small elements of our cell phone and where it's produced and what that's creating. And, you know, I'm not going to get into any of those aspects, but I guess the main message being that we absolutely unequivocally without any doubt um, and no ambiguity live in an interconnected society. And so the more aware we are in the way that we show up and interact with these points of choice and decisions um, and and be more aware of the complexity of how they're affecting, you know, where we procure our, our resources, our materials for a particular new product, anything, you know, any sort of way that you look at it, it has so many other factors to it. And I'm not sort of saying this more, uh, not just an intellectual, you know, mm-hmm. understanding or a scientific understanding, but just this idea that we as individuals are so deeply connected. And we see that again with the pandemic. So I think there's this, there's this sort of um, piece that in engineering education and, and as students sort of move through things, some things have caught up to this narrative and some things haven't. And I'll be really frank. I know that we're having this conversation in, yes. a, in a university environment. The universities are still catching up you know, they really are. And, and so we do need to do the work as students um, to really ensure that when you come out on the other end of this university, you know, degree, it's not just what you know, but it absolutely is who you are, mm-hmm. and how you are, you know, and how, how much you know yourself like that is, it, it really feels like it's a parallel process. Um, and we can't separate it anymore. And it the more that we like, it's just not, it's not working. It's yeah. not working. Um, And so I think that's where I see the connection is that we're in a different world now and it's just absolutely necessary. The case has been made. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's uh, yeah. Thank you. Wow. Samina, you articulated that really well, that kind of waking up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. uh, The individual and the collective and okay. I have two more questions for you. (laughs) Great. Uh, For People who are listening to this, whether they're students, whether they're professionals, what would you say are kind of one or two um, actions or practices that they might consider exploring as a way of stepping into what you are speaking of?
2: Okay, great. Um, I'm really action biased, so I love this question, um, to, to my own detriment sometimes. Uh, I, I guess, uh, okay, two things are coming to me, it sort of depends on, you know, where you're coming into this conversation as the listener. So I know we're all at different gradients of our own journey of understanding who we are. And, and maybe what I'm saying, and what we're talking about here, Annie, maybe this seems very familiar to you. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe it feels very unfamiliar. So maybe I'll divide in those two areas, mm-hmm. this two ways, yes. we can look at it this way. And I know it's not as simple as that, it's probably a stuff in between. But Let's say this is all really new. You're listening Mm -hmm. to all of this. Like, what does this really mean? Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Why is it important to understand yourself to be able to lead in a more effective way in our interconnected society, you know? And and so one of the actions or practices that I would really encourage is this idea of um, being better at managing your energy versus managing time. And Mm -hmm. this ends up, I find particularly, particularly in the engineering context, and it's a transition that I went through, is that sometimes time manages you Particularly if you're a new engineer, right? And you're sort of, you know, working the clock to kind of make sure that people know who you are and you're getting your knowledge up to par and, you know, you're kind of in that, that corporate or, or just that, that setting, or even, even doing a graduate degree or even your undergraduate degree, right? Like there's this, there's this idea that, um, you know, there's so many deliverables, there's so many things Ah. that you have to meet and just that shift of, okay, what does it mean to manage my energy? Um, You know, where am I feeling joy and where am I not? Mm. Am I feeling any joy right now? Am I doing any one thing right now that's actually filling me Um, Mm. versus uh, is everything actually depleting me? Like just doing that check and doing that check regularly, regularly, because it's an evolving spectrum right? Yeah. Like, it's not just, okay, great. I'm feeling great. And then what happens six months and you're burnt out and, and, you know, you're just, you're taking a sick day because you're just burnt out and stressed. Mm-hmm. How can you align yourself, even as an undergraduate student or professional, or like mid to late career, it doesn't matter where you are. Um, but are you managing your energy? Do you know what that means? Do you know what gives you energy and what mm-hmm. actually takes it away? What's an energy? It's really for you?
1: powerful, Samina, just to just, um, in, in this conversation, like something that yeah. comes to mind that I feel, I just feel compelled to share this is that I went through yeah. an exercise once where someone asked me to track three days of my life, every activity I did, and mm. write beside all of them, whether it was energizing, whether it was depleting, or whether it was yeah. neutral. I and it that. was fascinating to do that for three days, and then to see the yeah. patterns. Yeah. It's like, wow, these are yeah. the things that give me energy. And these are the things that really drain energy and what yeah. what can i then do about it so there you, you go okay so you Annie, thank you for bringing new... this
2: yes awesome yeah, you brought this 3 day specific exercise and i absolutely recommend something like this this is this is brilliant thank you for bringing that
1: okay so yeah. for
2: people who are familiar with this yeah. conversation what might yes. you suggest? i love that thank you for that um probably so I, you know, it's, it's sometimes I think of this this journey as a little bit of martial arts, you know this this idea <laughs> of becoming very disciplined in your practices, you know. And so, if you are familiar with some of these com- conversations, this topic that we're sort of mm. in right now, and and you know, feeling ourselves around here, is is really developing a disciplined practice. And if you already have it, continuing it, there's this, there's really so much beauty and so much power, frankly in having some sort of a practice that is on a daily basis, centering you, grounding you. uh, And it just shows up in the way that you lead every single meeting, every single conversation, every single email, every single text, every single strategic planning meeting, or, you know, water cooler passing conversation, it really, really shifts the way that you show up. And it actually shifts the way that other people perceive you. Mm-hmm. And so having this discipline pra- discipline practice, and it's so different for everyone. There's no one way. It's not like wake up every morning and do a 10 minute sit uh, meditation. No, everyone has a different way, a way of doing it. Maybe it's running, maybe it's the way that you eat your breakfast. maybe it's you know midday, maybe it's at the end of the day. So it's just really checking in, experimenting with a few things. Mm-hmm. And once you find those those practices, being so disciplined are, about it as if you're this martial artist, you know, who's, who's his black belt, you know, in, in, in holding a practice
1: really. Oh my gosh, Samina, you're speaking my language. I love, oh, what you're that saying <laughs> here. I love it. So powerful. Okay. So I have a final question for you.
2: Sure.
1: And, um, this relates to our identities and how Mm. our various identities impact our leadership journeys and our experience in the world. So I want to ask you, um, as a a woman and as a woman of color, Mm -hmm. what has been your experience in becoming a leader engineer? And what might you want to say to listeners who share your identity or come from, you know. embody identities that are not always given the privileges, Um, what would you say to those students and listeners as they are embarking on their engineering leadership journey?
2: Beautiful. Okay. So there's two parts to that. There's sort of my own. And then what would I I say to the others? And so maybe the only thing I'll say for my own is that it's sort of two, there's two coins. There's two sides to the coin, basically heads Mm -hmm. and tails. One way I can tell you that, you know, I haven't actually had it impact me, you know, this being a woman being a person of color in this field of engineering, I really didn't see much of an impact. And then the other way I could look at it and I can say, it has been the most instrumental factor. Um, and it's been, it's, it's showed its head up in every single instance that I've been in, and, and I've had to navigate it. So only to say that sometimes when you're in it, you don't know you're in it. Um, and it's only sometimes when I look back on my career where I can say, Oh, wow, this may have something to do with the fact that I was a person of color or a woman, and it might've worked in my advantage, frankly. Mm. Um, So I'm not saying only negative things. I'm saying things that, that it's like, oh, wow. Okay. That might've helped me because of that. And I'm, and, and just even voicing that out, sometimes it could be a bit of a faux pas, Mm. but I think it's, it's important to know that it is, it is alive and well in Mm. our space for better or for worse. Um, And, and I think, Without going into like all of the details of my history, and there's a lot of examples mm-hmm. I probably have, I'm just going to move right into well, what does this mean for maybe a person of color or a woman who's listening mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. And the biggest message really is this. No, and I know you know this sentence here, Annie. You know this idea that energy follows attention. Mm-hmm. You know this this concept, and what do I mean by that? Is you know if your attention is on um, I'm a person of color and I stand out, or Um, I just want to figure out how to fit in, you know, or wherever your attention is, your energy is going to follow there. And I'm not saying these with any judgments here, really non-judgmental. Just check into what your true attention is. Is it what you're trying to create or is it what you're trying to avoid? And if it's one of those, if I just use that example of, hey, I really want to fit in here, you know, one of the maybe outcomes of that could be that you don't get seen. Right. Mm-hmm. The energy that's following that is that actually you're becoming a bit more invisible mm-hmm. and frankly, be bold and strong and powerful in who you are, you know, be seen, mm-hmm. be aligned with who you are and and know by knowing yourself, you can make those choices that are aligned with who you are. And that is what really gets you seen in so many ways for yourself. I'm not saying just for the other. And so, I, I mean, I don't know if that example really cuts it, but this, uh, this notion of, especially as someone who might be a little bit more. Um, uh, marginalized or um, not uh, you know, let's just use the word marginalized. That idea that where is your attention and checking in on it, mm-hmm. um, and and just you know, kind of having that process where you're engaged and you're engaged with it. And it's okay to want to fit in in different places yeah. as well. So th- if there's a, I'm not, again, I want to emphasize that I'm not saying mm-hmm. any judgment here, but it's just to become aware of it because I know for me. I think for a while, for many years in the beginning of my career, that was one of my um, subconscious attentions is that I just want to fit in. And it was only when I really came into my own that I, I was even stronger and bolder and frankly, even more um, in my power. And that was attractive mm-hmm. to others in, in that I was working with. It wasn't something that was seen as, as a threat. And so I think sometimes we have these funny notions Um, And I I just want to say, just show it, just show yourself, show your beauty, show your, um, your fullest self, because frankly, the world needs that because that's, that's what's going to lead to better inclusivity. That's what's going to lead to better, more harmonious working environments when people are truly showing up with their fullest self. Um, And so, and then, and holding that space for others.
1: Really powerful, Samina. What I'm kind of feeling for those listeners who who do struggle with with these elements in life, it's like, wow, it takes a lot of courage. It Mm. takes a lot of confidence, and it may require some healing work to really sort of notice and observe the way we are responding to the messages that the world may be sending. And to back to the martial arts to kind of like turn it around and
2: figure out
1: what does it mean for me to take a different stance in relation to this and, and, and what practices back to your kind of practices, like what are the practices that I'm going to need to boost myself up so that I can continue to do this work and continue to step forward. um, Because the world needs, you know, my voice, everyone's voice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. And what, one thing's coming to me, Annie, if I can just add based yes. on what you said, um, you know, this idea of stance and this, and sometimes there's healing work involved in all of this. I, I really would also advocate, and this is anyone, right? Marginalized or anyone listening right now is, is seek out those, those wonderful mentors. Mm. And I'm not talking about sort of, you know, I don't know, the one who's going to help you climb your career path. Yeah, that one too. But I'm, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying, you know, the ones who you connect with on a very human level, the ones who share um, maybe shared values, the ones who share the worldview that you hold, the ones who you are attracted to because they have something that touches your spirit, you know, mm-hmm. or your soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of mentorship is a really, really beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. It's sort of one of those ones where it's not attached to anything. You don't have an ulterior motive. And if I look at my mentorship and I, I, that is one thing I'm beyond grateful for is from when I was a kid, I've had some beautiful mentors in my life to this present day and I've sought them out, you know, I've sought them out actively. Um, and, and it's this, that, that the impact they've had on me and knowing myself has been profound also because there was no other thing attached to it. It was simply, I see you. I I just want to be in your space. And they saw me, you know, mm-hmm. fully. And that was it. That was literally the exchange. And that that is a really sacred exchange. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you for this rich conversation, Samina. That was so rich. And uh, thanks
2: so much. Thank you. It was really fun.
0: The iLead podcast is produced by the Troost Institute for Leadership Education in Engineering, also known as ILEAD at the University of Toronto. ILEAD's mission is to inspire all engineering students to identify their capacity as leaders with the ability to influence positive change wherever they are. We offer academic courses, co-curricular programs, industry training, conferences, conduct world renowned research, and act as a hub for engineering leadership education in Canada and beyond. To find out more about ILEAD and our vision of engineers leading change to build a better world, please visit ilead.engineering.utoronto.ca That is I-L-E-A-D .engineering.utoronto.ca Or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ILEADU of T. Thank you so much for listening.